Happy Holy and High Noon to you, Charlotte Powell here, where we'll be foregoing all of the um, extras and getting straight to it because my battery is low on my phone. And I think I need to just say it like this. My battery is low. And it has several meanings at this at this juncture in this place where we find ourselves. But again, Charlotte Powell here, two-time uh, Amazon best-selling author of You Are Creator, Sonship, The Return to What Should Have Never Been Forgotten, and also Raising His Kids, Biblical Instructions for Raising God's Babies. One thing about it, if Charlotte writes a book, oh, it's going to have two titles. Um, I love TikTok. I am on Facebook. But we have a lot of changes coming on. And we're leaning into the changes. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. Thank you for this moment, this opportunity. We thank you for, for this season. Oh God, I thank you. God, I thank you. I thank you. And I bless the name of the Lord. You are good. You are holy. You are righteous. You are greater than anything seen in this earth. You are greater than any emotion that can be cast toward our hearts from hell. And I bless the name of the Lord. I choose faith. I choose grace. And I choose you. In Jesus' name. Amen. And do you see that? Even to just pray and make the declaration. That thing will get caught up in your throat. Here's what we're going to get into today. Um, Father's Day is headed this way. And I was hoping to be able to speak highly and speak well of my husband. But God took me down through a journey last night. So we're going to get off into this dream. Um, one of the foundations of Charlotte Powell and the ministry that God has given to me is that I have to tell my truth. Oh, come on. I have to tell my truth while in the trenches. I don't always get to wait until it's all over. And it's all better before I have to tell because there's a purity in the raw emotion of whatever you have going on in your life. And I get it. All the things that people say, all the taglines and bylines and, you know, you got to encourage yourself and you got to do this and blah, blah, blah. Turn in a circle three times. I'm here. For the one that's in the middle of that thing and may not quite be able to see. Help me, Jesus. See their way out. I don't have a, a cute saying for you. I don't have some concocted or prescribed um, diatribe to try to put over on you. All I have is Jesus. 
So I'm going to talk you through what I have going on. And I'm going to talk you through what he's showing me. And then we're we probably going to go take a nap. Um, it's a lot of loss that's been hitting our house. And the example that God took me to in my Bible study was Job and how the things happened and the people around him saying, well, what did you do wrong? Well, you must have did something. What did you do? Well, if you would have did this or you would have did that, then this wouldn't be going on. And the man like, this is hurting me, you know? My bones drying up. I'm withering up. There's no marrow in my bones. My skin is clinging to me. He going on it. You know, like, this is hurting me. Why are you saying I did this, I did that, and you already know how I rock. You know how I roll. You know I hear from God. You know I say what God say. You know when I come on the scene, butterflies show up, and I ain't talking about no butterfly that I cut out of paper. I'm talking about something I could not manipulate with my own hand. That the Spirit of God goes before me and testifies to who He is in, with, and through me. So why it's got to be something that's been done wrong? Why it's got to be something out of order? Why it's got to be some kind of hurt or some kind of drip? Why it just can't be this is the place because God said so. And what can anybody do about what God say if it's necessary for my body? If it's necessary for the body, if all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord, then this thing just going to have to work. We recently lost two family members. My uncle lost half the kids out of his house before half the year was over. 32-year-old young men just beginning life, leaving one his own cousin shot, murdered, killed him, chased him down behind a new car. Mortel, get the car. You want he got the truck. You want the truck. You gonna kill him. You still can't have the truck, and now you dead. I mean, he dead, and you in jail. Then, Morty's twin brother come behind him. He didn't rest until they found out who did it. And that there was recompense, but a thing done. And then you stand up in a facility. Because my mama and my uncle watched the video, the surveillance video. You stand up, lose your balance, fall back, hit your head on the table, and you gone? I've been going to bed. Crying. I went to bed crying yesterday. I went to bed crying the day before that. Because there's it's like a mourning that's going on, not just for the people, but we got to make some moves to be in God's will. So I'm losing my church home. I'm losing my church home. I'm losing my pastor. I'm losing these people that I love. These little kids that I done got used to seeing the radio show. 
that brought so much joy and laughter that felt productive and fruitful. Then my youngest was diagnosed with autism and I I really hate the word. I hate to say the word, but I'm just bringing you to the place of understanding. Had to leave his school before the school year was over last, last this last past year. Then he been home with me and just the different stuff that go on with it. I've been listening to a kid cry every day for eight years. And, you know, that's, that's something... You know, the kids grow out of they may be a little whiny or crying or whatever. I give you the first five. I've been doing this for eight. And I feel like it's taking a toll on my on my psyche because everything I thought would be over right now is not over. So we thought we was gonna be able to send him to the, I don't know what it is, U-I-L-S-E-Y-S-S-L-L, T-T-T-G-I-F, I don't know, something they have for the children with special needs. These people don't put my baby on the first day. <laughs> you can laugh. I just remember yesterday, Um, I laid on that couch and it felt like, because I used to run. I used to just let me go to the hotel. Let me go, you know, here. Let me go to L.A. Let me go to Atlanta. Let me go to Shreveport. It didn't matter. I could just let me go. And for financial reasons, I've been having to be here. And what I found out yesterday, with him being gone for that amount of time, and it was so quiet, and it was so still, and I was laying on the couch. I mean, just rolling back and forth like a uh, like a baby sperm whale. Um, it wasn't that I want to be away because I was like, it feels like I'm in a hotel, but it feels like I'm on vacation in my favorite place because I like my house. I like my the people at my house. I like being here. So it wasn't about going away. It was the peace, and it was the quiet. That was the truest desire and the truest cry of my heart. And that's what I got to experience for about four hours yesterday. Because by around 12, baby, they was calling saying, uh, we're going to have to figure something else out because he can't come back over here. And it's, um, that's hurtful as well. So it just feel like it's loss after loss after loss. R.I.P. bagging, wagging. Hit after hit after hit. And I am the woman for the job. And I know it won't rain always. And I know it is for strengthening. I know it was for clarity. I know it's for purification. I know it is to make me better. Because the safest place in all the world is in the will of God. I know I'm right about it. So let's get into the dream I had last night that has given me 
the strength to go on because he does not leave us hopeless. He does not leave us helpless. And I'm here to let somebody know that look up, look unto the hills from whence cometh your strength. He, he sends droplets. He sends nuggets. He sends beautiful jeweled encouragement. You may be scrolling your Facebook and may come across your TV screen. It may just be something that hits your phone. Look for God. Find him. Wipe the tear out your eye. If you done got a little blurry, I ain't say don't let the tear fall. I ain't tell you that. that ain't what I said. If that tear got to fall, if you got to holler, if you got to roll, tell your daddy all about it. Get up and you wipe your face and you find you a scripture to stand on. You let him show you and prove to you who he is. He said he will never leave you. He said he will never forsake you. And my specific instruction is, sure, let, don't worry. It don't mean I didn't cry. But I am charging myself not to worry. I am charging myself to keep and hold on to the faith that he has already proven himself a substantial and equitable partner in relationship in my life. So let's get into the dream. Because what happened? The first part was I was in a place and it was this uh, big I want to say a barrel, more like a pot. And as I dug through the pot, all types of trinkets and treasures and coins and money and uh, just things like if, if it's like the best treasure hunt ever, really. It was like shooting fish in a barrel because all the trinkets and treasures was right there in that one uh, container. And it was almost like it was just sitting there waiting for me. And I didn't have to dig hard and I didn't have to work hard for it. It was right there. But it was it was like nobody else could see it. What is that saying to me? It says to me, I'm covered. Full of power, full of strength, full of Holy Ghost fire. But I'm covered. So it helps me be okay that not everybody can see it. It helps me to know and understand that everybody won't know what's down on the inside of me. And they will not be able to recognize it. And it is well with my soul because it is well with my father. In the next piece of my dream, me and Joe and my brother Marlon, who was sitting off in this uh field, and it was information they was looking for, and it was all these files. They started at whatever the place was, they had to go, we had to go to this place, and it came up with files. So they going through the files, they reading the files. They it's almost like going back uh into the eons of time and receiving the mysteries of God, the very mysteries of God. And they just going through the files, going through the records. I could see the markings and I'm I'm supposed to be the lookout or really probably just wasn't too concerned. <laughs> She's a bit self-centered, which she absolutely needs to be right now. I need everything I have for, for where God is taking me. So that's not a bad word. And I really want us to check out vernacular, check out the things that are being said. Oh, you're too sensitive. Check that thing by the Holy Ghost, not by 
the vessel that sent it because it could very well still be a message from the Lord. But you need to know the way God prescribes it to your life. That's a little you can have that one for free. Pro tip from Shirley. God bless you. Now, they're going back through. They were receiving the mysteries, getting the information. And I guess I'm supposed to be the lookout. I was really cheering them on because I saw myself with pom poms and I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. Which is absolutely who I am. So it still rings true to who I know myself to be and who I know God to be in my life as he works through me. So somebody came up and was a, a Caucasian man, which I believe in this uh, particular use just means a person uh, probably minding your, in your, in your way, minding your business. They ain't got no business trying to mind your business who would uh, deem themselves to walk in an authority that may not necessarily mean they are an authority over you. But if I can say it like this, and uh, God bless you, it was a nose, a nosy old white man came over there to see <laughs> what was going on. And I remember turning around because it was so much information and such a wealth of knowledge that it had been, they were going through and it was so many papers everywhere. When I turned around, there was no papers covered, covered, shielded, protected. By the time that person came to see everything they needed, you know, it, it just, it was no evidence that that's what God was doing or being, you know, allowed what they were doing or God was allowing. It was no evidence when the people came to look and see again covered in the last stretch of the dream. What happened was I could see myself and I perceived myself to be naked. It was not this body, which I mean, like, stick with me. You know, we're going somewhere. Hear, hear what I'm saying it was a, a a better and more perfect version of Charlotte, but I don't think the people could see what I was perceiving, what I perceived in the dream as I'm watching myself really, I guess at this point was an open vision um, to be naked, but where I knew myself to be naked in the I could see, I, I I knew what I was, but he didn't let that, he didn't allow me to be uncovered because the people saw me in a long white tee, in a long white t-shirt, you know, like the uh, big t-shirts, I think it was probably back in 05, we'll get that big uh, long white tee or whatever and use it as a nightgown. And though I was covered in front of the people, my perception, I knew that I was naked before the Lord. So it's been a beautiful journey through. You understand what I'm saying? Because I'm letting you know stuff is going on. I'm letting you know there is shaking, there is crushing. And what I want to reiterate to you is that there is building and there is protection he is allowing the treasure to come up. He is allowing wisdom and knowledge to be unfolded. And he is covering me in a way 
because of my nakedness before him. Because I'm going to tell my daddy all about it. My desire is to be real, true, and honest before the Lord above all. Above all, whatever is going on with me, Lord, let it be real. Whatever I have to release to the people, whatever I have to tell, he say, will you be my mouthpiece? And I've given my yes. When I came up out of the dream, the open vision, whatever it was, when I came up out of my communication with my father in the spirit, it was a beautiful stem and bouquet of pink lilies on my table. And it's, it sealed the deal for me. Because I'm covered in the spirit and I'm covered in the natural. I'm loved by God and I am loved by my man. The things that are going on, it won't be like this always. But what will always be is the covering of my father and the love of my husband. So this is Charlotte telling her truth while in the trenches. This is my encouragement to you to keep moving forward and let God show you that he's with you. Look for him. Get still and get quiet until you find him. What works for me is a sandwich and a nap because it's comforting to me. And then I found out it happened in the Bible. Oh, they really sealed the deal for me. How <laughs> dude was brought to Ray. I don't even know dude's name. I guess we could Google it. I don't know. Google it yourself. Um, God had the raven bring him the food and he him, eat this and go to sleep. So, I'm going to go in here. I think I'm going to have watermelon, though. But God bless you. I want to say God keep you, but I can't in good conscience say that. Because, above all, you must know that you are kept by God. I stand with you in your belief of the Father to bring you to the good places in this good season, in this season of flourishing and fruitfulness and love may bring you forward in the way that speaks to you, that challenges you, that doesn't allow you to be the same and that you will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is with you, that he stands for you and that you're absolutely built for the job. May your task be completed in a way that is pleasing to the Father. God bless you. I love you. If you've read either of the books, feel free to leave a review in Amazon. It'll be much appreciated. That's it. I love you much. Bye-bye. Shine on.